0: Yeah,
1: Friday! Welcome to the Ranting ring Watcher podcast the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment and subscribe. If the podcast app you're listening on allows you to rate the show, please leave a four star, Or five-star rating. Any rating is greatly appreciated. We are at episode 71. It is New Year's Eve. I want to wish a very happy New Year to all of my listeners out there. May all your wishes come true in 2022. Now, let's not hold anything back. Let's get right into why we are all here. Journey updates. So I had a gain this week, 1.6 pounds up. So I'm up exactly the same amount that I was down last week. For Christmas to fall right in the middle of this weigh-in, I'm taking this as, I mean, last year, I think, if I compare last year, I gained 10 pounds in the Christmas holiday week. In, in the Christmas. I, I guess you should say. Not the holiday week. But the weeks leading up to Christmas. And Christmas. I gained 10 pounds. And had to re-lose that. So. Considering. Now for the month of December. I am up. About a half a pound. 0.8. 8 tenths of a pound. So. Compare that, Comparing that to the month of December last year with a 10 pound gain, this is not bad at all. I only gained a half a pound for the month of December as a whole, which is amazing uh, considering the amount of food eaten in this month. For total since January 2019, we are down 137.4 pounds. Pounds remaining to get to milestone 150, 12.6. The pounds remaining to get to milestone 175, 37.6 pounds. And the pounds remaining to get to milestone 200 is 62.6 pounds. You know, I never thought I'd be the guy that was happy to get back to normal after any uh, a very indulging weekend because Christmas is a very indulging time in my household, at least. And I mean, between Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and then falling right in the middle of weigh-in day. <laughs> we had Christmas Eve, weigh-in day Saturday morning, and then Christmas. So, <laughs> you know, the... How everything is cooked for a holiday definitely threw my stomach off. And I feel like this morning was the first time since Friday, or yeah, really, yeah, since Friday, that I felt normal again. And I was like, oh, thank God when I woke up this morning that I feel okay again. And I never thought I'd be the guy to actually look forward to getting back to eating normally after some time away from eating normally. (laughs) But here we are and here I am, right? And if we should all hope to feel like this and then have it motivate us to get back to work, I wish that on all of you guys, whoever's listening. If that's not something you have in your life right now, I wish it in your life because it is a blessing in disguise to feel this way because a lot of people would stay right in this mode. Why not stay in this mode for the rest of the year? Why not? I mean, there's plenty of leftover Christmas food in my house. There's plenty of Christmas cookies still in my house. Why not just keep it going for another week and then, and then get back to work, right? So I've been thinking a lot about what can affect my life. In regards to my bloodlines. And what really is a hereditary condition. I started to think about the conditions that run through my parents. So my dad, he had diabetes. And my mom has high blood pressure, congestive heart failure. And then on my dad's side, we got Parkinson's disease, which was my grandfather. And we have, on my mother's side, there was some cancer that ran through the family. We had colon cancer. And it it got me thinking, what, what if I never joined WW? In January, on that day, January 12th, 2019, what if I just stayed in bed? Or what if I just went through my normal routine every Saturday morning? What if I just walked downstairs on January 12th, 2019, grabbed whatever package of cookies was the the, the package the package bought for that weekend, brewed my coffee, and sat down with my package of cookies like I did every Saturday before that leading up to January twelfth. Where would I be right now? I would definitely I mean I started at 396. I would definitely be higher, that's for sure. It doesn't take rocket science to to uh, figure that one out. And what if I was diagnosed with one of these conditions? Would it really be a surprise? Would it be? Would it actually be hereditary? We're going to discuss this after the break. So don't go anywhere.
0: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to The Ranting Weight Watcher. If you would like to connect on social media, we would love to connect with you. On Facebook and Instagram, search for, at, The On Twitter, search for, at, The On the Weight Watchers Connect app, search for, at, Ranting Weight Watcher. You can also email the show, say hello or share your story with us. Send your emails to, TheRantingWeightWatcher at gmail.com. You can also call the show and leave a voicemail message that could be played on the air. Just call 505-652-7268. Again, that's 505-652-7268. We look forward to hearing from you. If this is your first time here and you enjoyed the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. We are proud to announce that the Ranting Weight Watcher is now rated number 4 in Feedspot.com's top 10 Weight Watchers podcasts. Click the link in the show's description if you wish to see the full list. If the podcast app you are listening with allows you to rate the show, please leave a four-star or five-star rating, whatever is in your heart to leave. Any rating is greatly appreciated. And now, without further delay, here is the star of the show, Donato Russo.
1: We are back. Thanks for sticking with me. So I want to get a little into today about what we call... Or what society calls a hereditary condition. or And how we've kind of expanded that, I feel, in ways that aren't really to our benefit. If anything, it enables us a majority of the time. Because what is really a hereditary condition? The, the person I'm named after, Donato Russo, would he be senior? I guess if he's my grandfather... Um, my father was not named Donato Russo. I am named after my grandfather, but the my namesake had Parkinson's, and he got it so bad that we had to buy. You, know, you had to go to Home Depot. You know, they're I think they're called wood dowels. It's like it's like a really thick. Think of a toothpick, but really thick. Like, and you would use it to build furniture. It, it, you know, you stick a little peg in, into one hole and, and it, it brings together the furniture in a way uh, they use wooden wooden dowels for that. So we used to have to buy this kind of wood. It was like a quarter inch thick. And it was like a really long, really thick toothpick. Because if we didn't cut those, it, you know, we would cut them to the about the length of a toothpick. And then he would have it in his mouth because if he didn't have that in his mouth, he would chew his tongue. The Parkinson's had spread to his jaw and that's how badly he was shaking. And I see it's much, much earlier stages, but my uncle is now is battling Parkinson's as well. Is this a hereditary condition? I could say that, yes, this is hereditary condition. Well, at least to a doctor's perspective, it wouldn't be a surprise to see it in my life. But what if sugar just wasn't my thing? Let's just say that for a second. What if sugar wasn't my thing? What if I didn't care for sugar? What if I never ate it? Would I just get diabetes because my father had it? Think about that for a second. They can tell you. A doctor will sit there and actually spout that to you. Well, you know, diabetes runs in your family. But if you never touch, if you just don't care for it and you never eat the sugar, could you get it? Could you get diabetes? Could I get high cholesterol if I never eat fast food or any other fatty food? Could I have high blood pressure? if I never add salt and stay conscious of sodium content levels in any food that I eat, what is the actual condition? What is the kind of conditions that you inherit? I mean, they, they have truly abused this term and all it's really done is enable all of us to go on doing whatever the hell we want Instead of facing the truth and realize we are the ones that control our destiny. We are the ones that have the choice to make that improve our life or degrade our life. It's our choice. And the world spends its time looking for ways so that you are the one that's not blamed. This is why I had such a tough time with there was a time where I was seeing a a shrink because they were preparing me for the possibility of revision surgery for gastric bypass. So if you have gastric bypass or if you're thinking about gastric bypass, the doctor will have told you that you have to go to a psychiatrist and talk to them, have an evaluation to see if you're mentally ready for something like gastric bypass surgery. And so nowadays, with, because people don't address the behavior that got them in the position in the first place, they just go and get the quick fix that is gastric bypass surgery. Over 40% of the time, the behavior doesn't get fixed. And the person comes right back to where they started, or if not close to it, or even more. And so because of that, 40% of the people, we have revision surgeries are much more common to redo the gastric bypass surgery and make the stomach smaller again. And so that was a possibility for me before I started Weight Watchers. I've told this story before. And I had to go back to have a psychiatric evaluation, just as if I did it the first time. This man that I was meeting with wasted his time looking for ways to blame my father for my problems. My father died in 1995. At what point do my problems become my own own fault? especially in this case where the person that may have may or may not have caused them is gone since 1995. It's over half my life. He's gone. Okay. So he was here for less of my life than he's been dead at this point. So at what point now I'm 40 years old when I'm seeing this psychiatrist and I'm having this evaluation done. So it was he was 23 years dead At what point does it become my responsibility for holding on to things? And I we went in circles. In circles. Because I am a realist. I kept saying, at what point does it become my responsibility he hasn't been, a, been here to add to the problem for 23 years. So how can he still be the cause of the problem now? Now it's just me holding on to it. Take that behavior, take that idea, and apply that to to what they are saying now is a hereditary condition. Well, you know, you got high blood pressure in your family. It's a it's a hereditary condition. Really? I mean, am I more susceptible to having high blood pressure because I grew up in a family that did things a certain way that caused high blood pressure Or am I more susceptible to get high blood pressure because I'm in a family and I'm just part of the bloodline? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It just enables people to remove themselves from the problems they themselves are creating in their own life. Let's be real here. That's all it truly does. High blood pressure is not a hereditary condition. Just a bunch of groups of people got together and decided to make it that. They decided to, they, we, the people, gave a bunch of people some authority so they can make statements like this. Now, does this statement necessarily for our benefit? Is it? what if they never make that statement what if they never say high blood pressure is not a hereditary is a hereditary condition what if they never say uh oh you know diabetes your dad had diabetes so you know hey it is what it is what do they have to lose by saying it they got nothing to lose. No one's going to take their authority away. For God's sakes, you only have to watch what's going on in this world for five minutes on TV to see that no one's going to take their authority away. And if anything, now more than ever is the time that it should be taken away. Now more than ever. So they've enabled all of us to have poor nutrition by telling us it's not our fault. By telling us we aren't the one that caused the problem, it's hereditary. It's hereditary our great inheritance the great inheritance we receive from our bloodline of nutrition we're going to take a break don't go anywhere hello I'm Donato Russo And I am the Ranting Weight Watcher. I wrote an affirmation. It's called The Ranter's Creed. I dedicate that affirmation to all of you who are watching. Nothing can stand in your way because you are an unstoppable force. Your challenges crumble in your presence because you are so strong. Your insecurities no longer have power over your life because you are so confident. Your mistakes are your choices and you are okay with this because you are so intelligent. The mirror and the scale no longer haunt you because you are so beautiful. You can face any circumstance with unwavering support because you are so loved. The demons of your past can no longer torment you because you love yourself. All things are possible, as long as you believe, because God is on your side. You will achieve all of your goals, not if, but when, because you have no boundaries. You are the champion of your story, because you do whatever it takes to win. No one can take what you've done away from you because you are the author and the hero of your story. Arise, champion. The victory is yours. Because you are enough. Welcome back. I think what's most important here is that we truly need to start recognizing that maybe it is our fault. But what does that really mean? If it is our fault, what does that really mean? That mean you're a terrible person? no. Should be put with the scum of the earth? No. It just means you learned something. You learned a certain life based on your surroundings that you deemed normal because it's what happened. You deemed it normal because this is what was surrounding you. Hey, look, look you don't have to look far for this. Just compare the way people celebrate holidays. If you have a certain type of group of people, you got Italian people, watch how they celebrate Christmas and you got uh, French people, watch how they celebrate Christmas. Everybody does it differently. Everybody. Everybody's going to have their customs. They're going to have their way they eat, what they eat, how they eat it. Everybody's going to have these things. So what is it? Is that hereditary? That's the behavior, right? That's what we learned. It was the normal thing to do, the normal way to celebrate that holiday. So then we take something like diabetes And we call it hereditary. Why? If you never eat sugar, are you getting diabetes? If you don't waste your time eating fast food, are you going to have high cholesterol? I understand there's many roads to get these conditions. But if we look at the majority, I don't care about the exceptions to the rule here. Everybody always wants to look at the exception to a rule. I'm not looking for exceptions. If you want to waste your time looking for exceptions, do whatever you want. Because I'm still defining it by the rule. What's the rule? The rule is the majority of the reason why people are in the position they're in. The majority of people that have diabetes, whichever type it is, why? The majority of the people that have high cholesterol, why? The majority of the people that have high blood pressure, why? That's what it's defined by. Now, is it really hereditary just because their parents had it or their grandparents had it or somebody in the bloodline had it? Or is what they deemed as normal eating habits the true inheritance? What you saw your parents eating all your life growing up, what you saw your grandparents eating all your life growing up, is that the real inherited behavior? Is that what we can call hereditary? The only way out of this is to true, to have true accountability. To accept that it's me, I'm the one causing this. Just because my mom or dad had some kind of condition or my grandfather doesn't make it mine. Now, if I behave the same way that my mother, father, grandfather, whoever, if I behave the same way they did, it cannot be surprised that I have the same conditions they do. It was my learned behavior. But you know what happens when you learn something? You can learn something else. The thing is, it's your choice to learn the something else. No one can force you to learn anything. And that's what people don't want to accept. They don't want to accept that they themselves are the ones in control of the situation because that makes it their fault. Whatever the reason you're in whatever situation, if you are out there and you got diabetes or high blood pressure, congestive heart failure, just pick a pick a condition and name it. If it's something managed or eliminated by a healthy lifestyle and you're still dealing with it, it is your choice to deal with it because you value the food you're eating more than your own life. Let's make it real. Let's see it for what it is. That's the real problem to solve. The The problem to solve is the comfort, the the feelings you're getting when you're eating this food that caused the problems you're dealing with, you're valuing those feelings over your life because everything you feel that you enjoy is also killing you. It's killing you over a very long, slow period of time, but it is killing you. So the true lasting change, that's your job. It's not anybody else's job. It's what you are meant to overcome. Yeah, you learned a bad behavior. That bad behavior came from your family. It doesn't mean you have to keep it. At some point, it becomes your responsibility to get rid of. Now, let's say you do. Let's say you finally change your whole life and you do it for the long haul. And you're successful. And you get to everywhere you want to be health-wise. Do you think that that same behavior isn't seen by everyone else? Do you think that you making these enormous changes in your life that people don't notice? And that you aren't going to open the eyes of these people and say, hey, Look what, I mean, she's right. He's right. This is what we need to be doing. These are the choices we need to be making. This is how you break the chains. Because this is like, it's not really a hereditary condition. It's a hereditary behavior, and that behavior has gone after generations and generations and generations of people in your family. I'll bet if you're out there and you're dealing with diabetes, I'm sure that if you really tried to sit there and follow your bloodline backwards, I'm sure there'll be plenty of other people in your bloodline that have dealt with diabetes. But is it because the next the previous bloodline gave it to them or did the previous bloodline give them a really bad way to live causing each generation to have the exact same health problems generation after generation after generation is that the true curse we spend so much time worrying about making money. Oh, let me make enough money so I could save it up and live my life and be comfortable and then leave something nice for to give my kids something they didn't already have. Imagine if you felt that exact same way about future generations in regard to their health. because you wouldn't need to teach them anything. You would just need to do. They would learn by watching you. And I would argue any day that generational health is by far much more important of a legacy to leave than generational wealth. What good is your wealth if you die of a heart attack because you never fixed these these easy things to fix in your life by a healthy lifestyle. What good is the wealth if generation after generation after you all battle with diabetes and have and get limbs partially cut off? End up in wheelchairs because they got their leg cut off because they couldn't heal any, properly anymore because of the problems that diabetes caused in their life. What good is it? Let's say you decide for the first time in your life to take on the accountability. This is a learned behavior. I learned this behavior from my parents, from my grandparents, from the whatever it is. But I'm done. It's time for me to learn a new behavior. And you implement a new behavior in your life. And you don't just implement it. You succeed. And you make it permanent. Think about how many generations going forward you're affecting in this manner. How many of your, when your kids look at you and they see how much you're fighting week after week after week to live a healthy lifestyle and you have the determination to do it the right way, regardless of the circumstance, you end up coming out on top because you know it's more important to have health than it is to have wealth. And what will your kids do when they have a problem in their life that needs to be solved with a healthy lifestyle and they look back and they think, well, this is what mom did. This is what dad did. So you know what? They had success. So I'm gonna implement it in my life. If it worked for them, it'll work for me. Or maybe you'll catch them young enough that they'll never have the bad behavior." And then you'll truly break the generational curse that has plagued generation after generation in your bloodline in the past. How many future generations could stop having high blood pressure, congestive heart failure, diabetes by you, one person, finally making the proper choices, and changing the behavior in your life for good. For good. How many generations can you change going forward if today you decide to do it and do it for good? That's what it's about. Now hear this. If anything or everything I said today applies to you, so what? Have I taught you nothing? Have you learned nothing in our time together? Okay, it all applies to you. This is what we call the problem. We only concentrate on problems long enough to recognize them as the problem. Now is the time for solutions. What is the solution to your problem? If we waste our time concentrating on problems, we never get to solutions because we're too focused on the problem. You know, when they teach race car drivers how not to crash, do you know what they say? Don't concentrate on where you're going, concentrate on where you want to go. This same idea can concentrate on anything we apply in life the race car driver is concentrating on the wall he's headed towards he's going to hit the wall so he must concentrate on where he must go in order not to crash so start concentrating on where you want to go make the corrections on how to get there listen we all know what we need to do better we all know what we're not doing correctly There's not a single person within the sound of my voice that doesn't know these things. So make the corrections and start heading for the first time or the the next time, whatever it is, toward where you want to go instead of where you are going. This is the only way to make true lasting changes in your life and in the lives of the future generations of your family. Start thinking generationally and everything changes. Who are you really doing this for? Are you doing it just for yourself? Are you doing it for the kid that you hold at night? The one that smiles up in your face? Are you doing it to make sure you're here for them? Are you doing it to make sure they know when they are faced with this exact same problem because they will be. Because it's the generation upon generation upon generation. We've already been through this. They are gonna face this just the same way you did. And they're gonna remember, how did mom face this? How did dad face this? That's what I'm going to do. They're gonna have that choice. And they'll never forget what you did. They'll never forget how you fought for yourself day in and day out. And if you're not fighting for yourself, start now. None of it matters what happened already. None of it. Start right now. Start fighting for yourself and the whole world will see what you're willing to do when you're pushed with your back against the wall. Start fighting today. And never stop. Never stop fighting for you because you're not just fighting for you. You're fighting for all of the future generations of you. Break the generational behaviors on on your life and all of the future lives. Now. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.